Welcome to the Camp Koji Gamescast. My name is Joel. His name is Val. Yo. This is episode numero uno, number one. Today right. is April 15th. Tax day. Did you do your taxes? Way in advance. See, I, I got my taxes done three days ago. I got no money. You didn't get anything back? They take it. Nah, man. See, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get you in touch with my guy. This guy. he get me something back? This guy works the money. This guy works the... Uh, not works the money and the magic. All right, as long as they don't audit us. Nah, this guy. Right. This guy definitely got me got me money back, and it was good too. Oh, that's good, man. That's what's <laughs> this up. guy. Look, I'm I'm not trying to talk about my financials. I'm not trying to put everything out there. I'm just trying to say, like, the guys buy the books. Does it legit? Okay. You know I'm, I'm not going around the corner because there's definitely people that I that I hear, like my uh my boy told me he was like, yo, let's go to the south side. I got this guy. Yo, he'll, he'll everyone give, has a guy. He'll give you seven kids and. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I don't you, need none of that. He'll let seven kids down for you. Don't nah. worry about it. You know, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. That's how they get you. If I could write off my games, I'd be all right. Yeah, ain't nobody going to Wesley snipe me. That's the no. way I always look at it. Uh, another thing about today is, is Reggie's last day. A sad day for you, man. Sad day. Why is it just for me? It's not a sad day for me. I, I just felt like, you know, the guy was, you know, he, he did have an impact on the industry. And but you respect him. You viewed him as a, a mentor. A lot of respect right? for Reggie, you know. He did a lot for the company. Uh, did a did a ton for the company. And I feel like at the end of the day, he, he changed the way that we look and the way we think about Nintendo. It's just that simple. That's a fact, yeah. I feel like he, you know, even like, some things that will probably be controversial years ago, like working with Mega 64 and like the yeah. Robo Reggie and all this stuff. But and he learned from his mistakes, right? A lot of their presentations, a lot of their conferences is, you know. Yeah. A, a, a lot of those on things, the, right the way that I look at it is just, you know. The, the Was guy he really influential impact. in the Treehouse creation? You know, I don't, I don't know exactly how much... Or the Nintendo Directs? Did he have a big part of that? I mean, there was some that remember that he hosted. Yeah, and, you know, he was kind of he kind of ran point on a and lot the cla- of those. the claymation yeah. ones. Like, like if I I don't know the details, but if I had to have a, have a, a a guess about the direction that a lot of those directs went into, I wouldn't be surprised if Reggie kind of spearheaded the whole thing. I mean, he his background is a lot in in, in marketing and yeah, absolutely, and, and kind of messaging and stuff like that. He's always been. I think really it's a huge it. hit for the fans. You know, he yeah. was very hands-on with people communicating, you know, showing up to events, showing up to uh, the New York location, yeah. you know, being there for product launches. That's big. You don't see that with other, you know, big presidents, vice presidents, you know, directors yeah. in any way, shape or form. So, yeah, I mean, he was kind of the face going on Jimmy Fallon and that's you know, huge. showing off the switch. And, yeah. And, uh, I mean, proof, the proof is in the pudding. What he he made his Twitter what a few hours ago? He's already over a hundred k. One hundred and thirty five k, I think I seen. There's, I followed him. There's no one else. I mean, I, I'll follow. Kaz is about to retire, isn't it? Kaz Rye? Yeah. Let's... Well, he yeah he retired. He stepped down as president. Right. So, so uh, he was on the board. So now he stepped down, and I guess they're they're gonna go off on an island and go play old PlayStation and Nintendo games together. <laughs> Just, just the thought of that. We need, <laughs> we, need, we need like a Super Smash Brothers type commercial where they're skipping down. Yeah. Music is playing me and you and all that. Uh, so yeah, so definitely a, a, a really big day. Doug Bowser is about to take over as the uh, as the president of uh, of Nintendo of NOA. Yeah, I think they're in good shape. I think the guy's amazing. I met him. I've talked to him a, a few times, and it, it really is one of those things where it kind of sucks to lose Reggie. But at the same yeah. time, it's like you know these, these guys really are in are in good hands when it comes to uh, to what's happening right now. Yeah, let's see let's see where Nintendo is five years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, Bowser's coming in at a, at a crucial time for Nintendo, right? Uh, Switch sales have died down. Yeah. What's next? What's the next big IP? 
let's see what he does. You know, let's give this guy a shot. Yeah. Uh, so right now, what are you playing? What are you not playing is a better question. Oh, yeah. Sekiro. <laughs> yeah. So the big title. I, I I don't understand what ha- what happened to me. It's like any any bit of time that I have. It, the funny thing is, I actually got Sekiro. Uh, the it released on a Friday. I actually got yep. it on Thursday. Oh, early. <laughs> so I got a day. Another, early. You have another guy. Yeah, my guy. Is that and, the tax uh, guy that gets you these games? No, no, somebody else. So you got to have a guy for everything. Okay. And uh, I got it. I opened it and installed it. Something happened. Day after something happened. And and I just haven't had a lot of time to put towards games right now. And any time I've been able to put in, I've been, you know, Division 2 kind of keeps bringing me back in. It, gave you, it, it hooked you. It definitely hooked me. You know, they, they just added the title basin update okay. like, uh, last week. So it was like the last stronghold that they added. But then they also did this, uh, something that's called the apparel event. So they added 30 new pieces of apparel, masks, glasses, hats, pants. You got to look good to feel good, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But the thing that I like about it is that uh, there are missions to get to it. There are like these different parameters like, oh, beat this mission on hard, beat this one on on challenging, uh, do activities in this certain region of Washington, D.C. And then you get keys to open these caches. So it's like a loot box, but you get a random piece of apparel. Oh, that's nice. So they've run the event twice in terms of uh when you complete that weekly challenge you get like five keys gotcha but then every time you level up there's a chance to get the key so i actually already have all 30 pieces and i can pay a dollar so though i i we're at a time right now where when it comes to additional content yeah. it's almost like that part of are you going to force me to pay or not and the way they put they in did the time it, yeah. yeah the way that they did it was was perfect now you could actually buy keys mm-hmm. to open up the power caches if you wanted to but there's actually still like 15 days left in the event, and I already actually got all 30 pieces. When you get all 30, they give you like three extra items, like a skin for for, for your gun or something like that. So there's that. They did some balance changes uh, to the game, and it's just something where just the content is just there, and it just kind of keeps bringing me back. But I I promise I'm gonna get to Sekiro. <laughs> like it's something that I I, I have to get into. For those that didn't know, Sekiro sold 2 million copies in less than 10 days. Absolute banger. That's Let insane. me see if I get Absolute banger on that one. It took Bloodborne six months. Dark Souls 1 reached 2.3 million in a year and a half. Dark Souls 2, 2.5 in one year. Dark Souls 3, 3 million in a little over a month. Now, between the two of us, you're definitely way into from software games and i am. yeah absolutely i wouldn't say i'm the biggest dark souls fan yeah. but as far as bloodborne and now sekido i'm i'm all in in anything that miyazaki touches yeah um i just finished it i clocked in around 52 hours i believe it took me to beat it um reason being i died a lot you're expected to die a lot in from software games but the one thing that they do so well is that the game constantly teaches you without holding your hand yeah. And there's no other game in recent memory or in my mind that does that. Yeah. Every other game, you fail a bunch of times. It's like, hey, do you want to skip this area? Hey, do you want to put it on easy mode? Nah, it's not happening. You're mm-hmm. going to learn. You're going to figure it out. You're going to bang your head against the wall until you beat that boss. But it's going to eventually happen because A, you're skilled at the game and it's teaching you constantly. And B, it's just that that will, that sheer will to get you through a segment. Yeah. It's it's how I felt as a kid getting into games. Yeah. I played games like Ninja Gaiden, Mega Man. There was no easy mode. Mm-hmm. You had to figure it out. You're not progressing until you beat it, until you figure out that boss's patterns. 
these are the closest things to those NES games. Yeah. And that was Miyazaki's goal from the beginning when he created Demon Souls. Yeah. And then from Demon Souls to Dark Souls, Dark Souls to Bloodborne and Bloodborne to Sekiro. It is now, in my opinion, the best from software game to date. Mm-hmm. People are going to debate me. People are going to get upset. But in my opinion, I'm more looking forward to a Sekiro sequel than anything else. Even though we'll most likely get Bloodborne 2 and probably another entry in Dark Souls, possibly. But mm-hmm. it's exciting. But you see, that, that that's the one good thing that I like about what From Software is doing is that all of these games that you mentioned have like that similar thread, of right? Course. In terms of like, yeah, this is a game that's, that's going to be tough. You know, you're definitely going to climb a mountain. Yep. But it's like you said, the, the debate of like, oh, Bloodborne is better than Sekiro or whatever. Both people are right. You know, it's just a matter of preference. Exactly. Like maybe you like the story on, on one of them more than the other, but they're both, you know, these amazing titles. Of course. Now, does it have an in-game tracker that shows how many times you've died? Did it? I, I, I don't think I snapshotted the last thing that they show you, like your your progression. Um, that would be a great... I, I have to go back and check if, that. If you have to I would guess, love to... Oh, it has to be... How many times you died? It has to be over a thousand, right? <laughs> I would think, you know, and that's I sp- over fifty hours. You said? Yeah, of course. I spent I spent two days, I think, really locked in mm-hmm. to fighting the last boss, which is a four phase boss for anyone. That's four phases. You know mm-hmm. how many times you play an RPG and this guy yeah. transforms into three different things. Yeah, this is the same guy, some new tools each time, and mm-hmm. you're fighting him four times, man. You know, and you have to get it done, even with the resurrection uh, ability. Mm-hmm. You know, pressure's on. Pressure's yeah. on. These enemies are on you. You know they're not gonna let you let up, and that's the thing. This is the most offensive game in mm. the From Software catalog. A lot of other times, those games taught you to roll and to dodge and to wait and to be patient. This game actually rewards you for attacking and breaking posture. That's what it's all about. A lot of the boss battles, you have to break their posture, and then it's a one-hit kill. Mm-hmm. And that's like a real battle. You know, if you're having a sword battle, it's basically that one opening could turn the tide, and then you win the fight. And yeah. that's what this game's about. Now, the, the the weird thing about Sekiro has been this debate that's been opened up online about adding an easy mode. Now, personally, I don't even know where this debate even sort of started or yeah. where it began, but it kind of morphed into something that, to me, I was like, I don't understand what the hell people are making such a big deal about. Because at the end of the day, I can understand if you're a From Software fan mm-hmm. and there's some sort of rumbles of, changing the game like like the same experiences for everyone meaning that we're making the game easier but this is across the board no matter what everyone's going to get the same game 100 i understand you know backlash or something like that okay but i definitely don't understand the debate about oh the game doesn't need an easy mode you know if if the game is too easy for you you need to get better and the big thing about the debate that started happening is that it started people started trying to make fans understand that there is a difference between easy and accessibility. Meaning that there are a percentage of gamers out there that just simply the way the game is built for whatever reason mm-hmm. just can't get through it because of the way the mechanics are built. And I think it's just something that us as gamers we don't really think about. We don't think about how important subtitles are. You know, we don't think about uh, how important it is for uh, there to be certain audio cues for certain things or even for gamers that are colorblind. Yeah, accessibility I was just going to say that. Yeah, something that we even think about, which is why Apex Legends was praised so much because it has 
for accessibility uh, converting voice to text text to voice yeah. the ping system and all that stuff i don't understand where the bait comes in for a game even like sekiro mm -hmm. if sekiro were, were to have an easy mode for example like my what, thing how, is, how does that bother you as a game my like, thing is i don't i don't think the game needs an easy mode right yeah it's it's accessible for for most we'll say right my problem is you're not changing a game like Civilization Six, right? It's a strategy game. It's a game that I have trouble playing, but there's other people that are really skilled at strategy games that do well and excel at yeah. them. I'm because I can't play that game or, or I don't enjoy that game. I'm not asking for an easy mode. I'm not asking for just a story version of that title. And same thing goes for um, other genres, right? Whether it's a turn-based RPG, JRPGs. Some people believe that the Persona series is very difficult to get into. It's very hard for them. Mm -hmm. My thing is the game may just not be for you. Would you still play the game if there was an easy mode? I doubt it. You know, it just comes down to what genres you're into. And certain genres are what they are. And the Soulsborne games are their own thing. If you can't play them, watch someone else play it. That's why we have Twitch. That's why we have streamers, right? They play the game for you. You can enjoy it from that standpoint. But I don't think from software needs to change anything about their games and make them more accessible to people who are just going to complain anyway. Yeah, but I think once again, what you're talking about is a change across the board. Yeah. I'm talking about a separate mode, right? Like, I'll give an example. Like, if you play what was it like one of the last Yoshi games for Nintendo, if you die like three or four times, the game asks you if you want to go into easy mode, which makes Yoshi invincible. And then you can fly across the whole level. Yeah. There's right? games like uncharted. I, I believe that has a, a difficulty setting. There's, there's plenty of games yeah, that do even, that. But think, what about the roguelites? Yeah. Right. Even you ever like, play one of those. Yeah. They even, don't, they don't make it easier for you to play. I'll give you an example. Red Dead Redemption two has the same thing. Red Dead okay. Redemption two. If you fail like three times, I believe you could skip not, the, you could the quest. You could completely altogether. skip that part of the mission, right? And the way that I look at it is that that is not bothering me. That's the way that I look at this this whole Sekiro Dark Souls debate. Is the game remains the same, right? Yeah. You can still play in whatever. Uh, like you, for example, you play Kingdom Hearts on what was the setting that you play on? A uh, proud proud mode, right? Like if they have an easy mode. That's that's not taking away from your experience. So what's 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 the debate about? I I, I personally I think don't that understand the if game, it's not bothering you. I think you. that the game is basically based on yeah. being difficult, right? That's its niche, right? It has all these other yeah. great things, whether it's uh, the mechanics, yeah. the uh, the the RPG elements, and the the Soulsborne games. That is their mechanic is being difficult, making it hard so that you learn and that you repeat the process, die a lot and figure out the boss's patterns and then beat them. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, having another mode that's more accessible. But is it dramatically going to change the amount of people that play those games? Do we know? Yeah. I mean, remember that can it can only go up. It won't go, it won't go down. You yeah. know, you just. Opening but like you said, what, what did it sell? Two million copies sold yeah. in less than 10 days. All right. Mm hmm. Because, like I said, easy mode is not just about making the game easy. It's yeah. also about one complaint that's been coming out about Sekiro is about the accessibility. Yeah. This is just not no, something. No, that, that I understand. Yeah, I'm like, completely. I think I, I read a quote um, from one of the developers from Bayonetta that said, when we added one button mode to Bayonetta, it can, it can, it can change my vision. It can change my vision of what I wanted people to get from the game. The only thing that changed with one button mode 
is that now I received messages from people that said, I love Bayonetta and the only way I could have played it was one, one button. Mode. Yeah. So Thank accessibility, so I think is, yeah. is totally different. I think mm -hmm. that's two different arguments as far as the easy mode yeah. goes, making the game more accessible for people. I'm, I'm all for that. It, it's changing the game for it to be easier. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not for like 100%. I don't think, uh, the, the devs from, from software should ever change what they're doing because yeah. what they were trying to accomplish with the game is just that old school yeah like feel. we want you to feel like you accomplished something you know you beat 100%. ninja gaiden in you know the 90s on your nes you yeah, were like, the kid on the block they were like how did you beat that how what at, did you do at the end of the day you think you think i wasn't going around my block telling people i knocked mike mike tyson out yeah, like, not a lot of people you know, did. That's how tough what, that was that's, man that was that was crazy but there wasn't an easy mode in that game Right. You know, you could just skip ahead, but I understand both sides of the argument. I don't think it takes away from the game, um, but keep making hard games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, one of the other big things that happened uh, over the weekend, I believe it was last Saturday, was uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was finally uh, that's kind right. of officially shown. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a game that's been in development for quite some time. We heard about this a very long time ago coming from Respawn, yep. which had that recent hit, of course, with Apex Legends. Um, now what's funny was that the, the date actually leaked before the date, kinda, even the logo, yeah, the, 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 there was like a poster or a t-shirt, it was a t-shirt. Right? Yeah. Um, even though we knew the name that was, it, it kind of gave people a hint of, of what the game is, might look like Absolutely. because of that photo. Then the date sort of leaked because before the presentation they were giving away pins and on mm -hmm. the back of the pin was the date, which was this year, November 15th, yep. uh, 2019. Now for me, I'm not a star wars guy like yeah trust me i'm i'm not the there's people in this world that will go around bragging like oh you know what i've never seen the star wars films like it's almost like this bad just like honor, any, yeah right? any sort of medium yeah now exactly. me i've just i've just never gotten into it you know it's just it's just not for me but at the same time i don't take away from people's enjoyment of it you know what i'm saying like of course trust me there's people walking around the world right now and being like oh what y'all hype for with game of thrones it's like look if you don't watch you don't watch it no those people are dumb yeah you, you're stupid like, <laughs> at the those, end are, day, those are dumb people like you're dumb at the end of the day like let's be honest game of thrones that's if you don't know about thrones and <laughs> i don't know what to tell you but when it comes to Star Wars, actually, um, I might not be big into the film or the lore. Like, I know the main players, right? But the video games, Star Wars, when I, I'm not talking about Battlefront 2 that came out a few years ago, by the way. I'm talking about Star Wars Battlefront 2, PS2 days. Oh, PS2 days, yeah. yeah. That was the game right yeah. there. Like, that was something I definitely, definitely yeah, Arts, played man. a ton of, Absolutely. Right? So, when I hear about... and and. Obviously, when when this, this they first started speaking about this game, I started thinking about Star Wars Force Unleashed, which came out, I believe, for Xbox 360. Yes, it did. Go the up. second one, yeah, as well. So it wasn't bad. I liked it. I enjoyed um, it. It, it got cool. average scores around, you know, just yeah. around average. It was a good game. It was a fun action romp, I'd say. It wasn't deep. It wasn't a deep mm -hmm. title, but it was a good game. Generally well received and by the fans. I so. think the other game that I used to like, it was for the original Xbox. You played as a squad. It was a squad of four. It was first person. Mm. We should look into Star that. Star Wars not, squad. Not Rogue Squadron, right? No. Oh. I'm, I'll have to look we'll it up. Look but it that up. was another game that I definitely played a lot yeah. uh, from the Star Wars universe. Okay. So, But you're anticipating this one. I am it's anticipating on your, it's this It's on your radar, one. right? Absolutely. So what did you think of the, the trailer? Um, They didn't show enough. I know like fans have been waiting, even myself, like this is, I was anticipating Star Wars Celebration uh, hosted in Chicago, right? And what I seen, I'm like, okay, I'm all for it. But 
I'm still hesitant. I'm still on the fence. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't see any real gameplay. Um, I guess we'll have to wait. Possibly something at E3 will be teased. Um, but I, I like the direction. It's Respawn's first, if I'm not mistaken, first third-person action title. Mm-hmm. That's a big step in a different direction for Vincent Paula. You know, these mm-hmm. are the guys that made Titanfall 2, Titanfall, mm-hmm. Apex Legends. And then before that, you know, the fathers of Infinity War and Modern Warfare. So I'm I'm really excited to see what they can do. I know they have some of the team from Sony Santa Monica who mm-hmm. worked on God of War three. Yeah, so they have uh, uh, his name is Stig Osmundson. Yes, I had to actually look it up because I don't want to botch the name. Absolutely, that's a um, tough one. But yeah, I think he was the director of God of War three. Yeah, which was actually one it's, of the best it's ones. It's one of the it's one of yeah. the fans' favorites. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where this game goes. Um, I'm hearing that your lightsaber grows with you, mm-hmm. so you know you're directly attached to the force. Um, and they have an actor playing the character. Um, let's go. Let's go check out. What was his name again? It was uh, Cameron Monahan. Yes, Monaghan. you know Ian from Shameless, right? Yeah, and Ian then he's also Shameless. in Gotham. Yeah. So, how do you feel about that? Do you think it's a good casting? How do you feel about him and his acting chops? Do you think it'll be good for the game? I mean, for me, the 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 moment that the trailer was playing, I, I instantly recognized, recognized it was him. him. I was like, okay, which that is, that is big Cameron. for some. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Shameless fan. Yeah. I think. I mean. I, as much as I disagree with what Gotham did with the Joker and the direction they took the but character, still his character he played it as, as well as, as he, he could. could. Yeah. yeah, I think if he had a better script, I think we would be talking about his Joker a bit more. Than but his range now. is there; he can. Yeah, act. His range he is there. Really the guy's act. amazing with it. Um, and then just to hear him on stage, uh, just talking about the process with the game, I think it sounds pretty cool. Um, definitely, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm a person that I just I can't get hyped. For a CG trailer, I just can't. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to see gameplay, especially for something that's, that's coming out in November. Fault. That's all. Yeah, because that's Killzone. Killzone. Um, especially for something that's coming out in November. Yeah, I'm, I'm a person was like, I really that's wish soon, I would have seen. Some, yeah, I really wish I would. How do we have gameplay? no gameplay? Yeah. You thought, know, and I, this I is Star Wars something. celebration. Yeah. You know, you want to showcase something. that. That raises a red flag to me. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't. You know, because we have studios that show nothing and then you know have great properties and just gone so we'll have to see so that's uh pc ps4 xbox one if you got switch um uh, uh, it might come there maybe um no. i think it's i think it's probably because of how long this game has been in development absolutely i'm sure it was probably before the switch was even in the and we'll see how good the, the graphics are man if it could be ported you know people can ask for it every time yeah. the game is not coming out for switch yeah. everyone's like why is it not on the switch yeah. so uh and then definitely i think you and i both <laughs> i think we both agree that the 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 funniest thing about the uh, presentation for this game is just the fact that we've hit a time in gaming now where people cheer when they hear no loot boxes, no micro. I can't believe I read that tweet from EA. Yeah. Like the fact that they had to say that, and it, it's like that's like being very self-aware. Yeah, of how terrible your brand is. You're that, horrible that people, yeah. and the fact that they they expected like a good yeah. response, people were like, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. It's not. It's they got they got to work they got a lot of like, they have a lot of work to do. Just say single player story. But this game has a lot a lot riding on it. A yeah. lot of games in recent memory, especially from you know Star Wars titles, have been canceled. Especially one of my most anticipated, which was Amy Heading's game from Visceral, and they were working on a, a Star Wars title that was supposed to be in the same vein as, as Uncharted, yeah. and that game got canceled. So things weren't looking bright for the Star Wars property yeah. in you know in the game space. But we'll see. This game has a lot of potential and. Hopefully we get some gameplay at E3. 
And then uh, the game I was talking about was Star Wars Republic Commando. Whoa. That was the one. That was good, man. And the fact that that we didn't even mention Knights of the Old Republic, crazy. That's true. Good game. So it's once you really kind of think about it, if this is successful, which, I mean, I think both of us can agree we both trust Respawn when it comes to this, even though, like we both said, it's their first third-person title. The fact that they have Stig... Yeah, uh, helping out, I think is a big win for me because I mean, who knows third person action? I can't see this either, game so being. I just can't see no worse than good. Exactly. Uh, so moving on, we have uh, to talk about GameStop <laughs> and uh, the, the fact that uh, the trading credit kind of dropped. GameStop a bit. What do you get there? Yeah. What do you so, buy from them? GameStop is a glorified. Don't uh, they sell iPhones? It's uh, they sell iPhones, these cell phone plans, candy. Uh, you can get soda there. T-shirts, right? T-shirts, sell so T-shirts. No hot dogs, right? Stuff. No, it's sell Sour Patch Kids. Okay, it's it's uh it's definitely like it's it's a pawn shop. That's really what. So for me personally, I just I don't shop at GameStop. I don't I don't shop at GameStop. I just haven't uh really gone there to to buy anything for a while. I just yeah, I can't stand the experience of the store anymore. I just can't I just can't take it. It's just it's. It's like a pawn shop threw up in there. It's just too much. No, it's, it's sad, man. Now, they uh, they posted a $673 million operating loss. Their stock is now at 882 a share. That's the lowest it's been since 2004. Things now, are looking grim. GameStop, it, it, the funny thing about GameStop is that uh, very recently, I think about a month or two ago, they tried to sell the company. They couldn't sell the company. And there are some people that I know that still work for the company. And I've, I've been telling them for years, like, look, man, like, you got to update your resume, man. Like this is just, just no. The just, end. The end is near. The end is near. Even even just because of the digital space, but yeah. there it's there. You can see it in the yeah. numbers. So now, when they had announced that they couldn't get a buyer, I was like, you know, yeah, you know, GameStop some- experienced something here in New York City of probably like six years ago, mm-hmm. where they kind of had an explosion. They started opening up all these locations, and the moment I heard that, I was like, they're just gonna start shutting out stores. And then the very next day, I found out that two GameStops here in the city shut down. <laughs> So same it's, day. It's yeah, it's, it's just going to continue which was I think it was Rockefeller Center and I think uptown like 135th or something yeah. like that. They had uh, both closed down. And when it when it comes to GameStop, I think the best thing that they did the moment that they made the announcement, I was like, "Oh my god, it's such a smart move." Was Percy Thinky. Thinky. Yeah, was like, I was just going to say the same thing. Move. The margins are way higher. And it's 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 something It was a better business model for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I've been saying this for years. I said, I think what GameStop needs to do is just cut their losses. Every GameStop turn into a ThinkGeek, okay? Because I think that ThinkGeek is still I don't think anyone would even notice the change. Exactly. And I was saying, you know, the, 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 the used game industry, there still is a market there. I think that what they should just do is that ThinkGeek, you accept trades. You send them to Texas in the warehouse, yeah. and you sell online games. You sell used games online exclusively, no more brick and mortar. So you take trades in, yeah. it gets sent to a warehouse, and okay. then you ship out from there. That's that's what I would do if I was if I or was rebrand and become Funko Land. But that's just me. Let's go. Let's go back in time. And the other thing that GameStop announced is that they are planning to expand into esports mm. and refocus this business more on the culture of video games. So, so they're banking on esports. Correct. So they're partnering with it's a, a company good called Complexity Gaming, um, and I believe they own a couple of esports teams across different uh, games okay. uh, to open up what they call the most advanced esports facility in the country at the Star in Frisco, Texas. So remember, uh, GameStop Cowboys, is baby. based in Texas. Their headquarters are in Dallas. Yeah. 
focus on gaming clinics, Overwatch watch parties, and collegiate esports tournaments. So last year, yeah, I believe that's a Cowboys facility though to start. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I know they're building a complex. So, you know, they're gonna have yeah. shopping area and then restaurants as well. So I believe it's gonna be there. So I remember last year they had done, I think, one or two watch parties with the NYXL for Overwatch. Okay. GameStop did partner with them where if you came in with your GameStop Pro card, yeah. I think kind of got access into it first or something along those lines. Um, I think this is smart. I think it makes sense for them. Like we're, we're moving towards a, a, a digital landscape for, for, for games. Brick and mortars is not something that a lot of people use anymore. Sometimes I even think about when's the last time I actually went to a store physically. You know how it is. Most people go into Best Buy nowadays, look at something, then go on Amazon on their phone and just order Instantly it. order it there. Yeah, yeah, there. absolutely. Uh, yeah, so the star is affiliated with the Cowboys. So yeah. that's a good partnership uh, for them, bad. man. So I think everything that they're doing kind of makes sense, especially with the fact that they were not able to sell their uh, the business the way that yeah. it currently operates. Mm -hmm. Can they turn it around? I mean, it kind of de depends on how it's going to go with this partnership and, and how far esports can go, right? Yeah. It's looking up, but I'm not one to speak into esports and how well it's doing, but it's looked okay so far. You know, we got a lot of major events happening. Uh, I know the Capcom tour was relatively received well yeah. up until Street Fighter V, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I think this is just karma. I think this is GameStop's karma for giving you think people. This is what they get. Five dollars for Sekido the next the day after they bought it. <sighs> Yikes! <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. We uh, we're gonna talk about the Epic Game Store and the uh, what I call the the, the PC Civil War mm -hmm. is what I've been referring. Uh, uh, that's how I've been referring to it. Uh, Epic is open to continuing to sign funding slash exclusivity deals with willing developers and publishers, regardless of their previous plans or announcements around Steam. So that was uh, a statement from Tim Sweeney, uh, who's pretty much been running Epic since its inception. He still, yeah. I believe, has a controlling share of the company. And um, how, what, how do you feel about the way that Epic is going about their business in terms of signing these exclusivity deals that they've been doing i'm not mad I, I don't i don't think i don't think people should be mad it's it's their it's their business plan and right now they're doing what's best for them and if these companies are willing to sign you know whether it's timed exclusives on mm -hmm. their platform and they're going to grow and they're learning from steam's mistakes and they're trying to get the lion's share of these users to come jump ship or just be another platform for them to download a game. It's not that big of a deal. This is this is PC, you know. It's a, it's a different medium. Hey, you want to? You still have your computer? You want to download this game on Steam or on the Epic Game Store? So be it. You know, if you want to play the game, just launch that application, man. Yeah. Just give them your money and, and play the game. What's what's the problem? I, Why are you so tied to, exactly. to Steam as a as opposed to this one? Like we're we're not talking about. Um, what console games have to go through, right? This isn't it's like, different. It's not the same. You know, what happened a few years ago when Microsoft announced Shadow of the Tomb Raider said, guess what? You can only play with us for a year, right? Like, yeah, we're not talking about you have to this. purchase a whole new piece of hardware. Now, uh, the way the 
profits are split is that uh, Epic allows developers to get an 88% profit share while Steam uh, only allows them to take 70% profit share, which means that... What would you do then? Which means that Steam takes 30%. And that 30% tax is basically like, hey, guess what? We're taking 30% just for you to be in my store. That's, That's pretty bad. I mean... You know, and the reason why they were able to do this is is simple. It's because there's no market. There was no market for it, right? And at the end of the day, what what I think a lot of people are are kind of omitting is the fact that it's not that Epic was the first to do this. Ubisoft has their own launcher on PC. Yes, they do. EA has their own launcher Origin right. on PC. Origin. What was it? Goto Games started their own yeah, launcher. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, who else opened up a store? Discord opened up their own store, yeah. right? You have Humble. There's Humble Bundle, yeah, as well. And especially when thinking about Ubisoft and what 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 they did creating their what was it called the UPlay launcher and EA with Origin. Why do you think they did that? They did it so they didn't they could they take don't have a to cut. yeah exactly. exactly and it's right? their own games on their own platform and and the it way makes sense for them. the way that Epic looks at it is obviously we understand that Epic is just just making buku dollars when it comes to what's going on with but they're figuring Fortnite. out another way for them to generate more revenue why are we why are we upset this is america people if steam wants to you know start start figuring it out you want to play the game you this know go america. to war this is this is time and the like i said the debate is something that to me i don't understand it's 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 a launcher yeah. It's a different icon you yeah. click on it you click click on the game that you, that you want to play and, you and what happens when it. stadia comes Right it's now, a new kid in town as well. The one thing that both you and I uh, uh, sort of spoke about and and sort of a uh, um, we both agreed on was exact is was the way that they went about their partnership with Metro yes. was not the right way to do it. Right, and it's, they acknowledged it though. It it doesn't make sense to yeah. have a game announced for another platform, taking pre-orders on that platform, and now all of a sudden they're like, oh, guess what? You're going to get it through us now. Yeah, obviously what they, they were Borderlands which was the latest uh, company to sign an exclusivity, exclusivity deal, which I believe was for six months, is, hey, this game comes out in September. Get ready because it's only going to be on the Epic Game Store. And I think Randy Pitchford um, um, brought up a really, really good point about Borderlands 3 and mm-hmm. everyone talking about what Epic Store does not have compared to Steam yeah. is, guess what? Our game launches in September. We're in March. Like, that's... that's, that's yeah, excuse big me, window. We're in yeah, April. Yeah, yeah. There's a big window of time for Epic to improve and Epic has been a lot more transparent in telling people this is what we're working on. This is when we expect it to be done. And they understand that feature for feature, they can't really match what Steam has. But No, they can't. No but it's platform just, it's ever just the launches. beginning. You never launch with everything, right? You never, ever launch with everything. So yeah. the way that I look at this is you can't have it both ways as consumers. Steam has become uh, a place for you to just shovel everything and like the seam store is ridiculous yeah just to find content absolutely it's too much content there's a lot of garbage on steam and a lot of people are against that but you know epic may be a step in the right direction maybe steam will learn from epic it kind of reminds me of the Wii days. Remember the Wii shovelware days? Oh where it was just like it seemed like everything was on it. it was carnival game seven yeah terrible um, terrible and the other thing that we're hearing a lot about the epic games debate is the the, the what's the Tencent debate, which is Tencent, is a, I think it's actually the biggest gaming company in the world, but it's a Chinese that company. that no one knows. Yeah, that no one really knows about. You know, yeah. they, they 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 definitely kind of operate in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Is they're really really big into investing, and 
Epic was looking for investors and Tencent stepped in and Tencent owns 40% of Epic Games. Now, because of that, there's kind of this conspiracy theory that started where people are like, well, Epic Game Store is just, you know, spyware. Anything that you do on there, all that data is being sent to China. Um, Because that's exactly what's happening, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, the one thing that I would bring up to anyone that uh, brings something like that up is number one, Tim Sweeney vehemently denies it he says no one has access to this data absolutely not just because they're an investor it does not mean they have access to the data which is yeah. just you know how things work absolutely. it's just, it's just, it's the, just, way it's just the way the world work, works right? that's it and uh the other thing about it is that tencent owns a stake in a lot of other big companies they own five percent of activision blizzard five percent of ubisoft Actually, 100% of Riot Games, League, which of, Legends. League of Legends, yeah. which is arg- not even arguable, is one of the biggest games. One of the, or uh, what was, was. Well, still doing exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. Still doing well, but. Um, and then all these other game, all these other companies that have. And uh, Clash of Clans, look at that. 84.3. 84.3% mobile market. Supercell, yep. And Clash of Clans, I mean, that game brings yeah. in the dollars. Yeah, for sure. And on the mobile market, it's, it's insane. So this argument about them, it, it being spyware or them kind of. Uh, being able to see your data, especially since, you know, they're China. And, and I think definitely Donald Trump has definitely kind of added fuel to that fire in terms of, you know, China spying on us. And there's a whole thing with Huawei, which is a Chinese cell phone the manufacturer cell phone yep. and everything like that. There's, 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 there's a lot that's being done in that way where people are kind of starting to become very anti-China in terms of like this anti anti-china rhetoric yeah. of okay well if they own 40 percent, then that must mean that they spy on me well let me tell you something right now if you didn't know if you don't think steam is using your data or any, any company for type, that matter exactly, that like, you input your email and passwords and yeah any any let me tell you something half the time that, when you're clicking through those user agreements they're telling you that exactly. they're going to use your data for other reasons and you're hitting okay because you don't want to read yeah. through the entire user agreement anytime and like, you sign up for anything you put your date of birth trust yeah. me everyone knows how old you are they're, yeah. they're selling that company to data you're so lucky they, can they don't sell ask you, for your social security man yeah so they can sell you a a, a gaming chair as the next pop-up you're gonna see because you're a male 34 with back problems or something like that like so you should buy this game it's just <laughs> it's just the way that it is it's just the way that data flows nowadays but it's not a debate but at the end of the day for me especially like a person that is probably predominantly a console gamer and kind of just but you ju- you're just getting into pc yeah you don't i find care. this thing hilarious i think it's one of the funniest things so where the game is i'm going to play and that's right. the same thing that's how i was in the console it's space the too is. if i want to really play a game that's exclusive on the nintendo switch or the xbox one or the playstation I, i'm gonna get the console they're not asking you to do that they're, they're asking, asking you to, you to buy download a whole new PC. they're asking you to download right. a launch client and give them some of your money it's okay it's just ridiculous now moving on we're going to talk about uh bioware bioware gm addresses studio concerns so bioware gm casey hudson sent a note to his staff uh which include the line these problems are real and that's our top priority to continue working to solve them so this this is a response a direct response to jason schreier's article right on the problems that anthem had um he raised a lot of questions he ruffled some feathers this is what jason schreier does this is why this guy He's the man when it comes to just journalism in general, right? Because I know he doesn't like to consider himself a game journalist. He's just a journalist, right? Yeah. And a lot of people viewed this response as dismissive and not a step in the right direction, but they're aware. Mm. That's the key. People are aware. Mm. And Jason Schreier even alluded to in his Kotaku article about this, 
that many other AAA studios have reached out to him directly and said, replace Bioware with Company X, and it's the same exact issue. Mm -hmm. So if Bioware has to be the scapegoat and they have to be the first, then these are questions that we need to raise. These are real issues. I don't think it's a gaming issue. I think this is a, a workforce issue in America. Crunch is not necessary to give us a good product. Give these people more time. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes uh, giving them some vacation, uh, some time off from a project, you come back with a clear head and the product can be even better. Mm -hmm. Working these people into the ground 50, 60, 70 hours is not good for anyone. And the fact that you're hearing these stories afterwards may deter some people from even picking up these properties. You know, I wouldn't want to go ahead and go ahead and play Anthem after hearing, you know, the vicious cycle that they went into just trying to create this game that people ultimately trashed when it came out and got launched. There's people that mm -hmm. lost, may lose their jobs because the game didn't get uh, higher than a certain number on Metacritic. It's sad, man. It really is. And uh, it's like you said, this was a direct response to the article that Jason Schreier mm -hmm. uh, put out, which was pretty in-depth. He spoke with uh, uh, a ton what, of employees. What seemed like a range of employees. Yes. Uh, you know, most of them most kind of, of speaking them. on anonymity, which kind Which of they sense, should. Right? They have to Absolutely protect themselves sense. at the end of the day. You have to keep your job, but it doesn't mean you have to be happy with what's going on in your workplace. So. Yeah. So at the end of the day, uh, what, what, what really kind of... Uh, started a conversation was Jason Schreier is about to release his his article. Mm -hmm. He sends Bioware, uh, I believe, kind of like not the entire article, but kind of points out these are the things I will be talking about in this article. Yep. Before the article even comes out, Bioware drops this statement, mm -hmm. and Jason Schreier was visibly annoyed by it, which he should be absolutely um, because they really didn't even read the article and they kind of went on the defensive in terms of kind of calling out Jason for um, almost singling out kind of the executive team and the way that they decided to run the studio in, 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 in the way that they did yep. and, and address the troubles that were brought up during the, the development cycle for, for Anthem. And when you do something like that, I think we're all old enough to know that you realize you've done something wrong of when, course. You, when you go on the, of the defense of that quickly. Yep. Um, and once these concerns were addressed very recently, Jason Schreier wrote on his Twitter, Bioware, Bioware held a long all-hands meeting for staff on Wednesday to talk about various issues raised both internally and in Kotaku's reporting, uh, parentheses, production practices, frostbite, etc., a couple of people I've talked to are optimistic about changes. Others are far more skeptical. It should be a clear divide, man. And yeah. I would say that the people that are optimistic, I would like to know their job titles and what they do. And same goes for the people that are a little more skeptical, that are directly affected. That 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 would be important to me to know those you know those positions and where they stand mm -hmm. with the company. I would assume the people that make more money are not affected. And the people that are making less and really struggling with it, have you know making x amount of dollars and trying to you know keep their family together um these are real issues man uh, i don't believe in crunch i don't think it's necessary i have a problem with games showing content way too early building up this hype and then games trying to live up to those expectations mm -hmm. when they get a deadline you know they shouldn't have a deadline 
the game should come out when it's ready. And mm-hmm. teams that do that well, CD Projekt Red, we've talked about in the past, their game will be ready when it's ready for Cyberpunk. They told you that. Yeah. They don't care. They show you a little bit. You guys have to wait. So it, it depends on the studio and it depends on the culture. Yeah. You know? and, and, and I think that's one of the, hopefully, the positive benefits that we're going to see in a few years, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to games as a service, is like when you have a, a, a studio such as Ubisoft, which has a, a, a Rainbow Six mm-hmm which has basically become its own platform at this point. It's been like three, four years since the game has come out. Yeah. It's, still it's still evolving. It's still evolving. You have Division 2 that just released. And you're still able to have these games on. You're able to add content, gain revenue from it, yep. without having to rebuild an engine and, and create all new assets or 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 you know have such a big team working on this IP at exactly. all times. You're able to do what they did with Assassin's Creed, which was like, look, we have to take a little bit of time to work on Odyssey. What happened? Paid off in the end, right? Paid Odyssey off. was was their fastest. And the fans were accepting. Great. I don't I don't think And it was critically they acclaimed. They have a problem. It's critically acclaimed, yeah. exactly. So at the end of the day, I think what we're all hoping for is we're a little bit more transparent with, with development. Hmm. And at the end of the day, there's no way the fans are not gonna understand. If, if you're very transparent with fans and you tell them, like, look, Anthem is not ready. But at the end of the day, well, another thing that a lot of people already knew but was solidified in Jason Schreier's article mm. was, guess what? We have to hit the fiscal year. It has to be out by March. Guess what? You're out of time. And that's it. And that's the problem. And that, that, that definitely is the problem because, you know, once you look at Anthem when it was first announced at E3 and you look at the game that you got – clearly is two completely different games absolutely and once you read into the article and you find out the fact that what the game was like eight months from launch and nothing was there wasn't even a completed mission it's like wait a minute hold on a second what's going on here what's going on here and then what happens at at, at the end of the day you launch a game that's supposed to be a game as a service you have a person like me that purchased it immediately sees sees that well at launch you don't have nothing. You basically sold me a, a half a game. It's true. Um, there's why would I trust that you're gonna continue to serve this game? There's just no way I'm gonna be able to trust you with that. Compared to something like Division Two, where from day one, this is all the content that I get. Jesus Christ! Like, no, it's why? like night and day. Yeah, it's not. It, it definitely is night and day, and it it just shows that if you if if you put that time in, and I think both you and I are on the same page when it comes to. Just changing the standard in the industry of hype. Like, what was it? Was it last year that Bethesda showed like what was it, like a ten second teaser of the next Elder Scrolls? I don't. We don't need to see that. Like, we don't need that exactly. And then no one even knew what was it two years ago when Sony showed off uh, Horizon Zero Dawn footage. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Wait, what the hell is this? Where is it coming from?" And they're like, "Wow, this looks amazing. I wonder when this was in development." And then you found out who was making it. It was a team that that made Killzone and you're like, what? They were working on this? Yeah, because they didn't show you a 10 second teaser of the game and they got to work in a, in a chamber mm-hmm. and just lock themselves in, work at their own pace, make a, a, a game that they were proud of and then release it when it was ready. You didn't have a half-baked game. This is the problem. And I don't know if it's the publishers. I don't know if it's the you know the development team i don't i don't know what's going on i don't know what the issue but something's got to change yeah. you know is it an ea issue yeah you just named another big company in ubisoft these are things we don't hear about are we going to hear about them mm-hmm. i don't know is this going to raise more questions in the industry i hope yeah. it does i hope it does and and for the studios that aren't practicing things the correct way i mm-hmm. hope things change in the culture and 
this industry changes, man. Yeah, I think more and more studios are now a lot more accepting of shorter marketing cycles. Like absolutely, when I think about Borderlands Three, like we've known about Borderlands Three for a while, but we haven't right? seen we've anything in development, right? Yeah. But what happens? We see it for the first time last month. Guess what? It comes out this year. There's a date. Yeah, I'm. I'm great. I'm okay with that. You don't need this blitzkrieg of marketing, man. And now you know they're on it. They're yeah. on Twitter. They're they're showcasing you know the characters yeah. and a little bit about this you know not the story but the worlds themselves but you're right you can announce a game the same year and be like hey and it's coming this year that 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 builds hype in itself that's the best thing to do i mean i even think about what uh bethesda would do with fallout 4 they yeah they, the they were they one of the first it. yeah it's coming out in a few months i think i like that better you know because it, now it's almost like that i, I kind of look at it as the apple model apple shows a phone hey you could pre-order it next week yeah, you're not two weeks you're out. not dissecting all of this footage and yeah. waiting and then always like oh you know oh we got this footage oh but it's not close to done what's happening mm-hmm. you know all of the fans you know they get antsy we get it that's today's you know i get excited too for games yeah. i want to see things now i can't wait to play them but yeah i'm i'm also not one of these people that goes on these forums and is going to trash a studio because the game didn't come out. I mm-hmm. waited for Final Fantasy 15 patiently. I waited for Kingdom Hearts 3 patiently. I waited for uh, even, what is this game from uh, the Ico developer? Uh, Last Guardian. Mm-hmm. I waited years. I didn't I didn't complain once. You know, so that's that's the, the yeah. opposite of it. You know, game's taking way too long. But yeah. still, a game comes out and when then, it's ready. And then you run into the issues that, uh, that EA ran into with Anthem. Showing mm-hmm. a game that we didn't get. Look at Microsoft with Crackdown. Did did what the Crackdown deliver what they no, first showed? Absolutely, I, I, not even close. I already knew that what was going to happen there when everyone they announced it was, it was for Game Pass. Yeah, <laughs> everyone kind of an, an, knew that the game was going to be yeah. the best because of how long the cycle was. Compared to saying, we all knew about Star Wars that Respawn was making a Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We just saw a trailer. Hey, guess what, guys? It comes out in November. Yeah, and like, I, I hope no this is the I hope this is the norm going forward, and it looks like that. Or, or we look at what Nintendo did with Metroid. Yeah. Guess what, guys? You know what? Look at Pokemon. It's not going to be what we think it's going to be. We have to cancel it. Look at look at Pokemon, right? They they announced they were like, Pokemon team was like, hey, Game Freak was like, we're working on something. That's it. Look forward to it. So and to that was it. They didn't show content. They built a you know buzz around it. They didn't say what it was. They show a trailer and they're like, possibly holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, vague, holiday. Okay, if it gets pushed a little further than that, whatever. I, I, I just think we... We have gotten to the point in the culture where it's okay for companies to say, well, we haven't forgotten about that. We're listening. We're working on it. Yeah. You know, like we don't need to see what you guys have been working on, especially if it's at a point where we're just not ready to see it because that's exactly what happened with Anthem. Yeah. And with, with that statement now, uh, this, is a, this is a big question that I've been thinking about. So what happens to E3, right? E3 has been predicated based on content being shown and then it coming out years later. What do you show now? Mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see this e3 i don't think e3 is important anymore to for game yeah, announcements man. too it's, it's just the way we consume treehouse man information nowadays is just you know even even nintendo's gotten used to it uh even in between the racks of just saying like hey guess what yoshi comes out on this day they'll just put on their twitter and things like that just yeah but i love like the, way they, the way they they, they launched their you know even their campaigns for the directs right it's like hey guys 
be ready tomorrow. Yeah, direct is tomorrow. 10 o'clock. You know? They don't tell you what it is. And everyone's like, and that generates that buzz. And then you watch it. Some people are, you know, let down and other people are still excited. But still, that that's the way you do it. Yeah, people you know? haven't learned their lessons about these small directs. Like, you you need to drop a bomb every time. You know, I think that's what people, people yeah. want, a bombshell every single time. No, you don't need that. But look at, look at Sony, you know, they're working on, they're, with their state of play, they took it directly from... Yeah. The Nintendo Directs. Yeah, they even, copied it almost verbatim. And even Microsoft are, are, did the same thing. Yeah, are we mad at that? No, Nintendo showed you the new way to showcase your content. You control it, right? You 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 tell what's being shown. You don't have any hiccups as far as someone playing on stage and, and the game freezing. I remember that happened with Uncharted. Uncharted. You know, yeah. everyone was like, whoa, you know? And then what about the, the other gaffe I remember is Miyamoto, you know, trying to show off, what was it, Skyward Sword Just at the Skyward time? Sword, yeah, and it just bad, wasn't responding, man. and, yeah. like, my heart, like, broke for him. When that would have never happened with a Nintendo Direct, because you're showcasing exactly what content works, and you have complete control. So, And I think the way that Nintendo did it was smart, because the way that Nintendo explained it is basically, like, look, we love journalists, you guys get our... Our, our product out there you're the ones that are, that, are, that are telling people why they should buy this yeah but they're the ones buying it so i'd rather have a format where i'm speaking directly to the consumer yeah and you know you guys can report and on it look what they look what they do afterwards too most of their directs at e3 what do they do they host people at the treehouse and then people get a hands-on and that's a live session where still yeah. they control what's being showcased yeah. in their own fashion i think that's going to be the norm going forward look at yeah, even one I think it was the E3 that they did Odyssey two mm-hmm. years ago where they didn't even talk about Metro for 3DS until the Treehouse Live. It wasn't even part of the Direct. And then during Treehouse Live, they were like, oh, guess what? There's a Metro game for 3DS. And it was yeah. amazing. Was like, it's crazy, man. Nintendo gets marketing, man. There's an old school Japanese company and they figured it out. So, you know, and then they figured it out. It's it's just they, they just they're just doing it right when, when it comes to speaking directly to the consumer. Uh, so re- upcoming releases for the week, which is. It's funny because I always look these up when we're doing the format. Yeah. I'm always like, okay, what, what's what's coming out uh, this week or, or what's following? And when this popped up, I actually mm-hmm. thought it was a mistake. <laughs> I actually started doing, the movie? Some additional, start doing some additional research. That's not a movie? What is that? Of uh, World War Z coming is April Brad 16th. Is Brad Pitt in that game? He is not in the game. Actually. Really? I'm, I'm, not to, pick, I'm not picking that up. Sorry to disappoint you. So I actually thought this game was canceled. Have you seen a trailer? I actually have seen a trailer for it. It doesn't look terrible. It it looks. It doesn't look terrible. I don't like. I don't like that pause though. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's published by Mad Dog Games, and Focus Home Interactive. I've never heard of either studio. I'm sorry to both of those teams, but I, I'll check it out. Developed Maybe. by Saber Interactive. We'll have to look up what they've made. I think Sa- have have Saber done the uh, Sniper Elite games? Was that they're they're known for? Uh, they did, those are time really good shift. Games. Remember Time Shift? They made Time Shift. They made Time Shift. Time oh, not times, not Time Splitter. No, that's no, a time different shift game. from 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 007. They did the they did R.I.P.D. the game. Remember R.I.P.D. that that Ryan Reynolds film? It- <laughs> wow. Uh, What's what what comes out later after that? Uh, they they did NBA 2K Playgrounds and Shaq Fu: A Legend Reborn. That game's terrible. Yeah, that I played. So that's, that's what that's they've developed, game. guys. So okay. So I don't know what to just to say. It it looks kind of like uh, it's like a third person Left for Dead. That's kind of what it, it reminds well, me of. Don't ever disrespect Left for Dead and bring up World War Z. <laughs> uh, Valve, if you're listening, please Left for Dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, April 18th is Cuphead for the Switch. You excited? 
I played Cuphead for for Xbox. Did you I beat it? Downloaded. I never finished it. No. Does that game need an no. easy mode? No, no. Why not? Well, for me, I didn't. I like the challenge of it, but ah. I'm okay with it having it. Like once again, again. it's not going to bother me if it has an easy mode. There's some people it does. It's it's one of those games where I personally do like a game where I don't feel like I took a cheap death. That's a difference. If I feel like okay, I failed because I failed. I missed. I missed time to a parry. I missed time to dodge. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, got, I, 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 I get that. I'll replay. That's it how, over that's and how over. I feel with Sekiro. That's why yeah. you need to play that game. You know, uh, Cuphead is is similar in terms of like, okay, you know, I mess this up. Hmm. It's it's that mountain to climb because it's true. Once you, you know, like, I remember Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. There's a setting where it's it's the most difficult setting. Um, checkpoints are way less. It's only from campfire to campfire, and you get absolutely no help with the puzzles. Mm-hmm. And it definitely made the puzzles better. There were some puzzles where I was just like, you know, I had to like put the controller down. I was like, okay, hold on. I'm just going to have to stop and really, really think about this before I hit this switch and that switch. Yeah. It's like, of course, you can go on YouTube and see a solution, but nothing beats, even if you're there for an hour or two hours, it clicking and you finally getting it done. Nothing beats that moment. That's and Sekiro. That's, that, that's what Sekiro does, right? Uh, the other big game for the week is Katana Zero, which I believe is coming out for the Switch. I'm and the super consoles. excited for this game. Um, yeah. Basically, it looks like in the same vein as Hotline Miami. Yep, so one hit, you're, you're done, but you can rewind. But I man, I was super excited for this game. And then I seen what Yacht Club Games is working on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So I don't know how I feel. I'm still going to pick it up. but For the Switch? Yeah, for the Switch, of course. It's so funny. I remember when the Switch was first... Uh, announced yeah. or released. I remember you had you brought up this amazing point that I still go back to, which is, which is Nintendo Switch is the perfect second system. It is right. That's and what it. That's what when you it, think about games like Katana Zero or the Yacht Club games, it's yeah. like you naturally go to to Nintendo Switch. Like that's the home. That's where I got to get exactly. it from. Um, so looking at something like Cuphead, oh, such a major win for these guys to get Cuphead. I, I, I you know, I think it's an amazing game. It's really, really good. Yeah, that's for, two for really good platformers, right? We could consider Katana Zero a platformer. Yeah. So, so th- those are the 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 games for the week. Um, oh, wait, did you say you were gonna get Cuphead for Switch? No, that I'm. I'll I, pass. I, 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 I beat it. I beat it on it. the Xbox One. Uh, I enjoyed the game. I wish it had online co-op. I know it has couch co-op. Yeah. Did they change that? Do you know? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, they do have co-op like, where you can use one Joy-Con, but it's each. still couch co-op. It's not you can't so. play online. Oh, is... that I don't know if they added uh, online to it. Have you ever seen the speed run for Cuphead? No, yeah, I would love to speed watch run. it. It's, the speed run is run by this guy. I believe his name is called the Mexican Runner. Runner. Shout out to to my Latino speed runners out there. It's it's amazing. I gotta you gotta, I gotta check it. that. But Cyber Shadow it's was awesome. the game I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, game. That game looks amazing. Can't wait. Okay, now it's time to wrap it up. These are the stories that we just couldn't get to from the last week. Xbox CMO Mike Nichols had this to say about Google Stadia. Emerging competitors like Google have a cloud infrastructure, a community with YouTube, but they don't have the content. Val, is he right? 100%. What did they show? Odyssey, Doom, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That's it. Need more games. Yeah. Content is king. The NBA 2K League is brawling as a Hawks talent GC got into a scuffle with the Celtics crossover gaming. Are esports now on the same level as live action sports? Of course. Anytime you get a fight in any sport, especially when it comes to NBA, you got a scuffle. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's not the hype. It, it was on the level of Metal World Peace going into the stands. Like it wasn't, nothing it beats wasn't, that. And nothing beats that uh, forever and ever. But uh, we're definitely moving to that to that 
to that point. So it's actually um, kind of interesting to see. Because I think esports, the one thing that we're missing is that trash talk. So I like to see it. No, 2K League is doing well. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Esports wagering site Players Lounge announced recently that Drake is among a group of investors that participate in a $3 million funding round. Is this a good investment? I think so. If esports still continues to grow and these gambling sites take off, Mm -hmm. I remember playing Madden on sites like Gamer Saloon for money just to get through high school. So I think it's a good investment for Drake. And anything Drake touches, you know, booms. So he makes money. God's plan. OVO. Actress Janina Gavinkar seemingly confirmed the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn by telling a fan, just wait until you see the sequel. You're going to die. I know some secrets. Your thoughts? Uh, duh. Like, of course they're doing a the sequel. Yeah, we knew it was coming. I mean, I could definitely see this as a launch title for PS5 or somewhere Ooh. in the PS5. I, I don't see it coming to PS4. I definitely don't. I think they I think, understand I think the strength right. of the IP and, you know, there's, there's no reason for that to be the, for PlayStation 4. According to Jeff Keighley, Epic Games has quietly hired Jason West to work on its game development efforts, and he has been in the office for about a month. Is this a good move? Yeah, for first-person shooters. This guy's the grandfather of Infinity War along with Vince Impala. I think it's a great move. Let's see what he got. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't worked on much in my recent memory. He, He's been quiet. He but actually, this may be, he may have been working out this move. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, here we go. Next one. A listing on the luxury shopping hub. Hush, hush. Someone intends to purchase an island for a real life 100 person battle royale game. Wow. What do you think? This is as, as dystopian as it gets. This is what we're getting. First of all, I th- when I first heard about this, I thought it was with real weapons, but it's actually not. It's with like airsoft guns. So, so did I. I thought it was like real life. <laughs> no. I said people are dying. <laughs> I thought this really was going to be like battle royale, the movie, yeah. but oh my gosh. it's with airsoft guns. This guy's looking for like a game designer to actually design it. He's actually looking to rent or purchase an island. Oh, I really thought people it. were dying. Yeah. No, no, no. This is supposed to be airsoft, but uh, either way, people are going to be watching and Honestly, it's the first time I ever heard of Hush Hush, where you can actually go in there and add a Lamborghini or Murcielago to your cart. About two mil- two billion or two million dollars. Oh, it was just that easy. Yeah, yeah, check check it out. Check it out. Hush hush. Capcom has teased an announcement for April sixteenth with a short "Here Comes a New Challenger" teaser. What do you think this is? I was praying it was a new Darkstalkers game, but it's definitely a collection. Definitely a new collection. Didn't they say that Darkstalkers was supposed to get remade at some point? What's going on? I hope so. I spoke to Ono directly at Comic-Con and basically told him I want a new Darkstalkers game and I want a new Project Justice game. And he just laughed and said, they're coming. So. It's going to come after the Street Fighter V Tekken game. Remember that, that announcement? That oh never my God. The cross Tekken game came out mm-hmm. though. Sony now allows players to change their PSN ID, but can't guarantee that all games will support it. Are you, is, cha- are you changing yours? This is peak Sony. First of all, I would like to change my name. My, my name go. is super old, um, but this is peak Sony. The, the fact that something this simple or what I feel is simple took this long and there are some games like I believe MLB The Show where, you, yeah. where it can completely erase your data. Other games it might show your old name. It's like, kind of like you kind of have to do so much research right now yeah. to change your name, but at least it's there. You know, at least at least they announced the something. titles on the PlayStation blog. So, but yeah, definitely I am looking forward because I believe the first change is free. Next one is nine ninety nine, which is not bad. Telltale Games co-founder says that crunch was necessary to keep the studio afloat for as long as possible. How'd that work out? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I don't think that worked out at all. Crunch is not the answer, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, back to crunch. Unless you're in Captain Crunch. That's a pretty good cereal. Yeah, I'm not. That's that's not for me, puppy. Thank you guys for listening to this week Absolutely. of the Cap Koji Gates Pass. We'll, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, any, any, any final words? Let's see what happens with uh, Days Gone. Hype. Or no hype. Let's see what happens. 
Highly anticipated. Haven't seen anything. Sometimes you know how they say like the straw move 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 quiet. I hope so. I for their sake, this is this is Ben Studios' last chance. Let's see what happens. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Later.